0: hello and welcome to another episode of the turtle war podcast my name is g and joining me as always is my friend and co-host andy hey, how's it going people um Andy, anything major happening in life lately?
1: Uh, n- not nothing. whatsoever. going <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> been s- old days. <laughs> i <It's been> sleeping.
0: <laughs> so they're staring at the wall. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they just like stare at the floor like this. I stand up and stare at the floor.
0: That yeah, that's pretty much my life too. Yeah. Um, dude, the other day uh, I was driving around with my son talking about um movies and horror. Like we both talked about it in the past. Like we're not um. I know I'm not a fan of horror films. You're not really a fan of horror films necessarily, are you? Not
1: not a huge fan. Like not like some people. Um, yeah. Like in
0: general, I don't enjoy horror films. Um, it has to be really good or have an actor or something in it, or really, like, you know, or like The Walking Dead. Like I never would have watched The Walking Dead if it wasn't written, or if it wasn't based on a comic book by Robert Kirkman. Uh uh-huh. um, and then my son like explained the plot of bird box to me and everything. That sounds pretty. I mean, that's more of a suspense than horror. Yeah. And then I was thinking of, and I don't remember, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the uh, podcast before, but have you ever seen a movie called the skeleton key?
1: Uh, no, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it.
0: Dude, that now nah, it'd probably be more of a suspense than a horror also. But um, I was uh, telling him, you know, he was listening to uh, movies that him and his girlfriend had watched. And I was like, um, asked him if he had heard of the skeleton key and he hadn't. And dude. Mm. You gotta. If you ever get a chance, you need to sit down and watch the Skeleton Key. It is a suspense, <laughs> but it is like it's hard to describe without spoiling it or anything. But right. um, if you you watch the whole thing and then when you when the ending happens and when you find out who everyone is and like what's well, actually what these people actually are and who they actually are and stuff and then you go back and you think, so oh wait, so if those two people are this, then that means when this was happening. That was actually this, and you're like, oh, Really?
1: Yeah. So it's that yeah. well-written that you would almost have to watch it, like, twice to even, to really?
0: I mean, you can put it, like, I mean, you could go back and watch it twice. You can uh-huh. put it together pretty, and, like, it's really suspenseful throughout the whole thing. Like, it's, like, it's, like, edgier seat. Like, there's all, yeah. you know, this lady goes to take care of this old man, and then um, and it shows it in the trailer where, like, she goes to this voodoo store, and this lady gives her, like, this uh, brick dust, and she's like, if you pour this salt dust, whatever it is, in front across a doorway like your enemies can't pass it it's like a safety thing or something mm-hmm. and then um the wife of the guy that she's taking care of like she comes up and she says something really creepy kind of kathy Bates style from uh from misery oh yeah get yeah, that I love vibe that. from her yeah um and when she says it she like walks out and the girl's watching the line that she made in the door mm-hmm. and the lady like walks up to the door and she stops and the lady's like sitting there watching, she's like can she cross it and shit, like the phone rings or something. Just like, oh, I gotta go get that. And the suspense like that. Like you're like, <laughs> yeah. is that lady the bad guy or is she the monster or what's going on? But um, yeah, dude. That the, the, there was this conversation my son that made me think that that um, I'm probably gonna go back and watch it again. But yeah, when by the time it, but by, by the time it's over and you're like thinking about, like I said, it's hard to explain if you haven't seen it. And mm-hmm. like so I said, I don't want to spoil it because I think it really is something that you need to just go see. But yeah, by the end of it, and you're thinking of who. Like what the what what, what the character is actually worth yeah. throughout the movie by the end of it, you're like that's messed
1: up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's um that's awesome. That's like kind of my uh, favorite kind of horror movie. You know, I, I don't really care too much for just like blood and gore just for the sake of yeah. blood and gore. But when it's like really well written like that, like that's uh, that, that definitely I'll go to, out of my way to see something like that. Yeah, uh, I, uh, it,
0: like M. am not shaman movies. that yeah. sort of style. That's yeah. my, that's kind of my uh, level of horror films even though i don't think most people even consider those horror films yeah i,
1: don't, I mean right. sixth sense was pretty freaking like had some horror i consider that season. a horror yeah, film yeah no, no, like, well, i think i would agree film. yeah <laughs> some people don't even think the sixth sense is a horror film so their yeah. life is just that crazy they're like yeah know, right <laughs> like i see ghosts all the time like sixth sense isn't a horror movie well they'd be like
0: you know it's more of a uh suspense i guess so I a lot of people say that sixth sense would be more of a suspense but I don't know, dude, Like that thing when he's looking down the hallway and he sees like the guys hanging in the school. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a horror movie in my mind.
1: <laughs> so like that, that that just kind of brings to mind like if someone is just that hardcore that sixth sense is not a horror movie to them. I wonder if on the opposite note, there's some people that are just like so like uh, I don't know. I guess just jittery and stuff that they would think that you know like a Ronald McDonald commercial is a horror movie, or they would they yeah. would. They would watch like um, a Tom Hanks movie, like Sleepless yeah. in Seattle or something. and think it's a horror movie. Sleepless <laughs> <laughs> in Seattle. Really? Like, That's scary as crap. Oh, man. <laughs> like, what's even scary in it? <laughs> like, the whole thing. He I met, was just worried. He met that lady on top of the World Trade Center. <laughs> I was worried that was, something was yeah. going to happen. <laughs> I was I afraid was they the whole, weren't going to get together. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I was like all shivering. There were several jump scares. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it in the theater and like there was five different parts where I was like whoa and
0: then like you, have, like you have a friend like that and you're like man that's really weird so you're like I got a deal let's go see so you take him to see something like The Sixth Sense or something and then by the end you're like what do you think and you look and he's just like petrified white like
1: <laughs> basically dead <laughs> like unconscious yeah <laughs> yeah he gets um, unconscious like they play the uh, Fast and the Furious and he's like, <laughs> 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 like unconscious at the end like the so terrifying. The movie
0: opens and like someone's like boom boom with their car and he passes out. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's narcotics. He's basically <laughs> Ned Flanders. <laughs> he wakes up like five minutes later, like I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and then they rub up again and he passes out. <laughs> he like can't even get to the exit. <laughs> he's passing out too much. much. He's like, I'm too scared to get out of my seat. He's like, They're too fast. They're too furious. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, thought, they, I thought they would be slow and benign. <laughs> <laughs> They're not <laughs> I thought they'd be taking their time in this movie. <laughs> and I thought they would be all chill and not furious. <laughs> I thought they'd be super, super nice and slow. <laughs> That's
0: what he got based on the
1: title. Like, I am going to make my own movie. This, this person's like, I going to make my own movie called Nice and Slow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he gets, um, he's the guy that did the music for part Fast and Furious too. Um, Ludicrous? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He gets ludicrous to do it too, like a what is it nice and slow? Mm-hmm. But it's it's still like all kind of like heavy hitting and everything. But it's just <laughs> rapping about how you're nice and slow. He's like, don't make it scary. <laughs> he's like, turn the bass up. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: a little bit. Bring that down. <laughs> like to down more. No bass. <laughs> he can't handle basses. <laughs> no bass whatsoever. Or drums. That's yeah. all be like uh, strings, like nice, like violin music, but not like. Um, not like the deliverance violin, like, but it has to be just you know nice. Yeah, uh,
0: just like relaxing.
1: Yeah, relax. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most relaxing music you can think of. He's like, well, ludicrous is like,
0: well, you want like like a barbershop quartet? He's like, whoa, no, so, <laughs> simmer down now. Oh, no, no,
1: that yeah. it's got to have like you know the sounds of like rain and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie's got.
0: And then it ends up being like a bigger hit than Fast and the Furious, and they make like twelve <laughs> sequels to it, just like they do with the Fast and the Furious.
1: <laughs> nice and slow too. It's got like ni- Nice and Slow to three, extra nice, extra slow. <laughs> nice and
0: slow four. We got walkers.
1: <laughs> Staying in. Stay and put. Like not, e- not, even, not even going anywhere.
0: <laughs> Staying put. A nice Sunday uh,
1: watching TV. <laughs> 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 like the biggest hit. Like wins the Oscar. A <laughs> nice like Sunday in bed. <laughs> you're not even. He's like talking to the actors. He's got like Vin Diesel. In it. He's like, how good are you at staying in bed? <laughs> he's like,
0: I hate being in bed. He's like, oh. he's like you're
1: gonna. Do you want to be in bed for a whole movie? It's gonna be
2: rough.
1: he Vin Diesel. In got bed. six months of filming. <laughs> he's like, you need to be literally sleep. What we'll does film you sleeping? He's like, here, take these pills. Go to sleep. They to give him too much and he dies. And like, <laughs> calling, they have to call 911. They're like, 911, that's your emergency. He's like, well, it's Vin Diesel's dead. Yeah, we were filming. <laughs> What's it called? A movie called Super Nice, <laughs> Taking It Easy on a Sunday Morning <laughs> Laying in Bed. He's like, oh, I love that film, franchise. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but it, we went too far. <laughs> <laughs> he was too chill. It's like no one ever died making Fast and the Furious, but like they went too far making nice and slow movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we just like we were too nice and too slow. <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't handle it. Know
0: if nine one one guys ever say that, like if, or well, I wonder if they ever got a call like that. But if you're, if like they get a call and they say like, you know, like oh, oh my gosh, the, we're making the next Die Hard movie, and like Bruce Willis just got hit by an actual ambulance or something. And if they're like, uh, if the nine one one operators ever like, oh, I love Die Hard.
1: <laughs> you're doing what now <laughs> I know you, that's so cool I know you called me for a reason That's <laughs> hey, Bruce Willis, he'll be fine yeah he's super tough he's John McClane he can take it he's been yeah. shot like 20 times I know he had to run across class with no shoes on <laughs> it's like no problems for him Quick. <laughs> he's like y'all got this just tell me when tell me let me know when the movie comes out yeah
0: like, no, we need the police. He's like, um, you have the police. His name is John McLean. He's a detective. Yeah, you Go talk to the, him.
1: You got all the police you need. And then some. Why did you call 911 instead of just calling Bruce yeah, Willis? We should have been calling you. <laughs> if, I ever, if I'm ever in trouble, I'll call this number. <laughs> it's like the assistant director or something. Then,
0: like all that passes and everything. Like three months later, he's like three o'clock in the morning, his phone's ringing. He's like, What? Hello? And he's like, I got in a car accident. Who is this? I'm the nine one one operator.
1: I'm the nine one one operator. Someone called me saying that there were some terrorists in this building. You guys gotta you guys gotta come down here. We need John McClain. He's like, Wait, because of that movie we made like two years ago? Yeah. Are you it's the like, guy that we talked to?
0: I live in Nebraska and John McClain's fake.
1: He's <laughs> like, No, you gotta come here. Yeah, you gotta it's, save us. Like, well, no one else can <laughs>
0: So the guy has to go wake up Bruce Willis. <laughs> we got to go save this time on one operator. You remember the one that we called when you <laughs>
1: like really badly <laughs> injured? Remember that's why you're in a wheelchair now. <laughs> yeah, he needs your help. The one who didn't help you at all. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta help him out. Yeah. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> I don't know. I think um, like uh, Bruce Willis probably wouldn't be. Too pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> i like On a scale on one to ten. Yeah, i to scale ten.
0: He'd be a one.
1: <laughs> he's like he's telling them that. He's like, you know, right now, if you if I could put my displeasure on a scale of <laughs> one to ten, it'd probably be a solid ten.
0: Be like, oh, is 10, Like means you're happy? means <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to go defeat some terrorists for real, for real. Like no, you got the scale backwards. Oh. It's like,
1: well, let's pretend I don't. Yeah, <laughs> let's go do this. As you're
0: rolling him out as his wheelchair, <laughs> He's
1: like, here we go. <laughs> they didn't even know where they're. Like, they're like not even in the same state. <laughs> like he had to go to another state just to get Bruce Willis. Like he yeah. was in Nebraska chilling in bed. He had to go to like California to get Bruce Willis, and the the actual emergencies in New York. Yeah. So they had to get a flight. <laughs> like, but they didn't. Like, all
0: looking at their watches. They go outside and like his minivan's series. He's like, "Did you drive here?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like. When did the guy call you? It was like three days ago. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's
1: still an emergency. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. We got That's this. Good. Do you have your gun? Nah, I've got a gun. I've got a gun. You can use. You can just wipe a gun. <laughs> just like smack a gun out of their hands. Just like push them in the van. He's like,
0: oh hey, the good thing is now that your legs are paralyzed, it doesn't matter
1: if they break, they break glass and you don't know, shoes. <laughs> you can just get dragged through glass. <laughs> is that the good thing? <laughs> He's like, you know what? Just to intimidate these terrorists, we'll do it right now because pretend like cause it won't hurt. It won't hurt. You might lose some blood, but it's fine. And they break all this. Like they break the side of the van, like the glass out. Shh, and they start dragging this feet through. it. They're like you'll be fine. <laughs> but there was no more. It was a prank call. <laughs> the guy just wanted me bristles. Yeah. He's like, can I get your autograph, sir? He's like, no, I got apparently I got a crime to stop or something. He's like, oh no, that was me. Yeah, that was me.
0: Well, he knew that would happen, so he actually did hire guys to like break the van window and like yeah. drag his glass, drag <laughs> his feet and everything. He's like, Save me, John McClane. <laughs> He's like Adam him time him up to the train tracks and the guy who first. Was. It's like what the hell is this? I thought these were terrorists.
1: <laughs> I think I'm, I think we're going home. <laughs> They're like, uh and they show his home's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like we thought you could handle it. Yeah, but th- that was supposed to be incentive, but I guess we burn your house down. Yeah, like, sorry <laughs> We just we forgot why we did that. We just <laughs> need to be more action. Yeah.
0: And he's like, and like the guy like has his autograph book, and he's like, so just <laughs> like now or never, kind of like
1: pushing it up against his chest. <laughs> <laughs> he's like grabs his hand and makes him write it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, good enough, good <laughs> enough.
0: Um, yeah, so anyways, I was me and my son driving around, and uh, like I said, I told him about Skeleton Key, he told him about Bird Box. Bird Box sounds pretty good, I haven't seen that yet. Mm. Um, I think the fact that I has Sandra Bullock in it would be my only reason for, I haven't seen Sandra Bullock movie in a long time, but man, like, they in the 90s. Boy, I watch every Sandra Bullock movie. That was like Oh yeah. She was like growing up, she was like my future wife. I was like <laughs> Sandra Bullock's amazing. And, yeah,
1: no like I I agree, no doubt. Uh like the the Speed, um the, the, I guess that's the first one she was the first major one she was in anyway. But like I even saw the ones that like a lot of people would not even be that interested in based on the actual movie, like the, like net, the, net. the yeah, net. I was about to say stuff. the net, dude. I love the net. That was so stupid, decent, like, but the main thing that was good about it was the fact, world the it had <laughs> yeah, know.
0: Yeah, I remember like the end thing where she was like, trying that she had that thumb drive and she was trying to get the and it was like they're waiting for it and then like, you see all the old nineties computer like the <laughs> yeah. numbers are crunching <laughs> and stuff and it she's was, waiting for that floppy disk to it upload. That's
1: kind of dated. Like they should do another one, like if like the prequel to the net called The Mail. <laughs> where, where it's like I don't even know how I guess they I guess identity theft was a thing before the net. Yeah. It's like they had some kind of mail fraud or something. Yeah, I think mail. I've heard the term mail fraud before. They so it's probably, prequel to the it's, net. Tra- it's about mail fraud.
0: Well, I guess the fact that the movie's called The Net mm-hmm. shows you how outdated it is. I mean, it was like the internet wasn't even really a thing yet. It was oh, like yeah. that was like the plot of the movie was the fact that there's this thing, <laughs> called you know, the internet, the internet and yeah. they, like, it's such a new thing that they call it The Net.
1: It's like, all scary. Like, there could be a movie called Electricity. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> It's called the wheel. <laughs> it could be it's about, um, a, it's about a wheel that can run you over. Like probably, other people are scared about that. Back in the day, like yeah. they were probably kind of like the way that we were scared of the net in the like late nineties, early two thousands. Well. People <laughs> were probably scared of wheels like that. In yeah. the, like in the BC back, days. Yeah, back in like caveman days. Yeah.
0: Um, or it could be like a movie, um, like what would be but like fish people or like amoebas or something And it. Like, it's called like feet or like dry land or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the story of. Um, it's a prequel to the net, but it's a story about the it's first like the first creatures pre- that crawled pre- pre- out of pre- the primordial pre- ooze.
1: <laughs> 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 nothing to do with the Sandra Bullock movie. Like she's in yeah. the
0: She's in the um the trailer is like clips from the net uh-huh. and it says like, you know, it shows her and she's like doing that thing and she's like, I gotta stop these guys from downloading this virus or whatever the plot of the movie was and then it's like, You remember the net, obviously. And then <laughs> Who
1: doesn't? Like, like <laughs>
0: this is the prequel. <laughs>
1: It's called the primordial ooze. It's just it's
0: like, like little, little like sea monkeys swimming around.
1: <laughs> like that's all. It's like nothing but that. Yeah. Like they just grew real sea monkeys. They wait for them to hatch. They're like, okay, we're pouring the sea monkeys into the thing. And they say that on camera. Hear the guy saying. Narrating <laughs> what it's he's supposed, doing. It's supposed to be a super long time ago. Like they forgot that. Like they were like, okay, this is a movie about sea monkeys, but they forgot it was supposed to take place. Like you know, like a hundred million years ago or, yeah. or like a billion years ago. Yeah. They just, like that whole fact that it's a prequel to The Net and it's supposed to take place a long time ago was lost on them. Right. So they just They're just making forgot. a documentary about sea Yeah, monkeys. they was like, man, these sea monkeys are awesome.
0: Yeah, these little shrimp brine things that you hatch in water. Mm-hmm. Did you have sea monkeys growing up? Uh,
1: like, I, I knew somebody, like we didn't have any, but no, I think we had some, but they never hatched pretty like, stupid oh really yeah i figured it <laughs> yeah, It's like
0: dust floating there
1: like you can't even see him move
0: i mean but well like you dump the stuff in there and then usually well i guess you can just get them in like back in the old old days like you get them and they'd send for like 25 cents they send you a an envelope and it would come with a little envelope and you poured in like a glass of water yeah that was what we did but then like at kb toys and stuff you could always get sea monkeys and it came in like a little container and it had bubbles all over it that were like magnifying glasses basically and mm. the same thing you pour the you fill it with water and you pour the stuff in there but especially if you use tap water and then you pour the stuff in there and then it already had like dirt in there and it so there's mm-hmm. stuff floating in the water anyways and it was so they were so stupid like you could you have to really look and tell like you're like wait is that a piece of dirt or is that a sea monkey <laughs> like, oh, it's,
1: it was that literally like yeah not even, like did, how how cool did they even look if you finally got one like right in the middle of the little magnifying no, you're thing still you're like i'm pretty like that was like the thing they were so like
0: cheesy you'd be like that, that's definitely oh, a So, key.
1: in no way, shape, or form did you ever see so much detail that it yeah. actually looked cool or anything. And like the,
0: at no point in time did you because, you know, the box had like, it was like a family of sea monkeys, like standing there at the beach. and Oh, yeah. Like the, <laughs> and the husband, and they look like mer people with like weird things on their heads. Yeah, I remember that. Um, like the image. The yeah, so that's what you're marketing. expecting when you dump the powder in. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to meet these people. We're all going to be friends. And it's like, <laughs> you're like, oh, well, I think that's a sea monkey. Or no, now that's a piece of dirt. Oh, well. That's um yeah, so anyways, I don't know how we got there, but The Net, Sandra Bullock. Oh, that's mm. right, because my um, son was telling me about um, uh, Bird Box. Oh, yeah. And then oh, that's Sandra right, and Bullock.
1: Sandra Bullock's in that, yeah. yeah. That's um, a sequel to The Net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it, goes, it goes Sea Monkeys, The Net, the net. And Bird Box. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> she has quite a career. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a trilogy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was uh, we were driving around um, doing that, and he was telling me about the... His uh, parent love of horror films. Him and his sister, they all love horror films. Like I don't, like, don't do horror films at all, but they all love horror films. But um, uh-huh. but dude, we went so we're driving around and stuff, and we went to Seven uh, Eleven. Not my normal Seven Eleven, but um, we went to Seven Eleven, and um, I was just getting uh, whatever. But um, when's the last time you went on the candy road at Seven Eleven?
1: It's been. A, I mean, occasionally I'll get like a, um, a almond. Uh, What's the chocolate bar, like the Hershey's Almond mm-hmm. bar, but not not as often as I used to. Do you remember
0: like the candy row used to be like the junk? Like I remember oh, yeah. at one point in time it even had like, like it was two sides, like, you know, like it was candy on one side and candy on the other. Like the yeah. whole aisle was the candy row.
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like I, just now when I was thinking about it, when you asked that question, I was like, man, I guess I've really outgrown the candy aisle. But no, now that I think about it again, I yeah, didn't outgrow it. Sucks. It was way better back in the day. Yeah. Like in the 80s and 90s, that, the candy row was like, that was like one of the best places ever is the candy aisle and in Seven Eleven.
0: Yeah, it was like the candy aisle. Um, and then, you know, back then you had like actual toy stores, mm-hmm. like KB Toys or Toys oh,
1: Roses Yeah, yeah so, like standalone but, toy stores, not yeah. like
0: the Walmart toys. So you needed your parents to take you to a toy store. Mm-hmm. And then if you couldn't make it to a toy store, you could still get your um, endorphins or whatever. As a kid, you could ride your bike up to 7-Eleven <laughs> and be like the candy or That's like kind of <laughs> yeah. like a toy store. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, especially if you got like, you know, baseball cards or cards or kids yeah, cards or something. They had all
1: they, do they still even have any of that in 7-Eleven, like the trading cards and all that? Mm. I don't know. Or maybe they do, but they're lame. Like, too lame for me to even notice them. It's
0: weird because they even have, like, depending on what side level you go in, um, they have, like, actually, like, little sections that have toys and stuff. But they're mm-hmm. all, like, cutesy, you know, fun Funko Pops or something. Yeah, yeah, not, like, really, um, not the real and deal. Yeah, not, like, men toys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like they don't have any toys for like <laughs> like like forty yeah. year, forty plus year old people. The, like, what's the deal with them? They're yeah. just failing. They're yeah. failing so hard. What's the action figure for the, the middle aged man? <laughs> like, what, what's it's your like, deal, what? Seven <laughs> Eleven? You like go up to the counter. Yeah, like, hey, you don't have any men toys here.
0: He's yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't sound right, bro. <laughs>
1: I don't think that sounds like what you think it sounds like. <laughs> You're like, at it me, it's like, where's the freaking, like, awesome toys? some
0: GD Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> Punching <in. laughs> it. About to get serious. Punching <laughs> them. Um, but no, so... Yeah, so that's why we were driving around. Oh, the candy row. And, um, but one thing <clears throat> that they do have that... Um, I remember seeing them also when we were kids, and it was more natural like it was actually like a thing now it's almost like a gimmick i think but um actual like willy wonka (laughs) chocolate bars oh yeah i do
1: remember those yeah
0: and now like i said now they have them and it's almost um something that you would get like you know like in the in the back part of target where they have all the cool toys and stuff like Mm -hmm. all the uh, movie toys that you would get it there so it's not it doesn't feel like it's actually like a Willy Wonka chocolate bar, mm-hmm. it feels like you're buying, like, a movie prop or something. But it's still kind of cool to see it. And I hadn't seen one in a while, but it's got, like, new packages and everything. Um, but, yeah, I remember finding those, because they weren't always there. It was, like, you know, the Snickers and everything. And every now and then there would be, like, a Wonka candy bar. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? And, you know, my mom's like, yeah, like, Wonka chocolate. Like, that's actually, there is a real company that makes, like, Wonka yeah, chocolate. Yeah, so they made nerds th- and stuff, that's too, what, right? Yes,
1: they did make nerds. So that's what I was confused about, because I remember this, like, being... um like as a kid, you know, like I love the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate, like the classic uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie with Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. So this was before. It's not that I don't like the Johnny Depp one. Like I do like that one as well. But this was I'm just talking about a time period before that. And then like seeing seeing that movie, and then seeing the Wonka candy in like Seven Eleven. And I guess at the time, it never really. I never really it occurred to me that there was not a real Willy Wonka making this candy. Right. Like I kind of, I think at first for the first several years of my life, I just th- thought, Oh, the Willy Wonka, like from the movie made this candy. Right. In yeah. His magic like I, factory.
0: I couldn't get, well, for me, I couldn't get my head around the fact, cause I thought that it was like promotional, you know? Yeah, like, so like if you bought like star Wars candy, obviously that candy is for the Star Wars movie. And yeah. I kind of thought that's what the Wonka candy was for. I'd be like, Whoa, it's for the Charlie and Charlie factory movie. And I was like, no, it's, it's just candy. Like it's, the you know Wonka chocolate Wonka candy is like an actual candy company. Yeah, so there's a
1: so it's it's clearly based on the Doll character, right? But it's its own company,
0: right? And I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just like a, a small branch of Hershey's, and I'm pretty sure they probably yeah. do do it.
1: Yeah. So somehow they, they just bought the rights to use that that character yeah, or that and they brand do it for, to sell actual candy,
0: right? To, and it's yeah, it's just it's it is in a way to promote the movie, but it's not like. Yeah, you're. It's not like you're buying like Ghostbusters trading cards, right? Or something. It's it's it's,
1: just, cr- it's clearly not a normal tie-in like you would see with you know when uh, a new movie comes out and they come out like you see all the cups at Burger King and everything yeah. and the little toys at Burger King all come with with it, like because it's the movie hasn't come out recently. Like the Charlie and Chocolate Factory has been around since like the '60s, and even the most recent movie, the one with uh, Johnny Depp, came out in I guess. Was like, that girl- one?
0: The, the gene wilder one from the
1: 60s that uh, that i think it was filmed in the late 60s or early 70s i know the the book came out in the late 60s i think the gene wilder one might have been early 70s but and then the johnny depp one was i guess early 2000s but so clearly that's it's been too long ago that those came out for them to have that tie-in like the, what you would think of as a regular tie-in like with yeah. the with, where you see with the fast food stuff so it's clearly more than that it's the the tie the 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 connection between the Willy Wonka candy and the Willy Wonka character goes deeper than just that, like tie-in. It's like there's that they actually, I guess Hershey or if if it's probably Hershey, maybe the ones that mm. bought the rights to I, it. I so. Like they actually just bought the rights to perpetually make candy with this character on it and this brand. That actually might tied be the only candy company I think
0: like. One of the I guess like, ne- Nestle is it? and Hershey are the big that's two. Saying, is Mars? Yeah, Mar- that's thing?
1: right. Nestle, Hershey, and Mars. Yeah, I guess Mars is another big one. Okay. There's probably a few more that I'm not <laughs> thinking of, but I guess that that's got to be the big three. I would assume.
0: Um, I don't think they ever actually did it, but I remember every like you know when when they would actually have those in, in 7-11 when I was a kid, and they would have like the Wonka candy bar, and I'm like, what? And I always get one and open it up, and I'm like. So even though like,
1: even though there's clearly no, like no one is because in this, in the movie and in the book, when they did the whole golden ticket thing, like if you get the golden ticket, you get into the factory. Mm-hmm. So you haven't heard anything about this on, on the <laughs> news. Like that no one is like saying like your parents aren't really, like, man, I hope we get that golden ticket to the factory. But you just still think like, if you open it up, you're like, man, there could be a golden ticket in here and I can get into Willy Wonka's factory. Like well, that's still on your mind.
0: No, well, it wasn't so much that I was hoping that it would actually get into the real chocolate factory which i knew mm-hmm. didn't exist it was more like um you know like when i printed out the uh um the certificate of um that i graduated from yoda's jedi academy and oh, I yeah framed that and hung it on the wall it's like i know i didn't really graduate from there but it was, so it's kind of the same thing like uh, like if you ever opened and got a golden ticket and it was just basically a movie replica that's what uh-huh. i was hoping for was like a movie replica you oh, know? I see. like i was like how cool would that be and the same thing, I'd frame that junk and hang it on the wall oh, and be yeah. like, I got that from an actual, like, Willy Wonka candy bar.
1: I would take it to, because, like, there is a Willy Wonka, there's a Wonka factory. There's got to be a factory that makes that stuff. So I would yeah, take it true. to that actual factory, try to get in there. What if you did that? What if you open it and you're like,
0: oh, snap, like, I got a golden ticket, like, it's real. And, like, um, then you're looking at you like, I mean, obviously, I know it's not real because I was a movie and everything. Mm-hmm. So and see what am I going to do? You're going to get it mounted and you get it all flattened and everything nice and you hang it on the wall. And, like, years later, someone's looking at it like, bro would you get that and you're like from a willy walker and they're like that's the fuck the sixth golden ticket <laughs> like, where, where were you and you're like what and you find out that like there actually was a thing and you could have won it but you just you didn't even look into it
1: they're like some other kid got the whole factory yeah <laughs> some <laughs> weird kid. poor kid <laughs> it always went like Ugh, made some stupid face <laughs> not that i don't know like i don't know how i know this because it's not it was real life but, yeah, dude, this kid won. Like, he, he got an actual factory. Like, it turns out that Willy Wonka thought he was awesome. Yeah. And, like, they were all like, man, where's, where is the person that got the last ticket?
0: Yeah. It's so weird that maybe, maybe it fell off a truck or something. Just never. <laughs> like um, they're still, they're <laughs> still just telling you that story <laughs> while you just shake your head. Yeah, like, they're crying, basically. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Dude, my, I remember um, growing up. Because I love the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie and the books and all that Same. stuff. But I remember growing up, my mom hated the kid who played Charlie Bucket so much. Like <laughs> like and, in the in the Gene Wilder one? Yeah, and she would say all the time, I'm like, what is your deal? Like, why do you hate Charlie Bucket? And she's like, because all he ever does is he goes like, ooh, and makes <laughs> that face. And I'm like, what? And then if you go back and watch it, if you keep that in mind and go back and watch uh-huh. it. He does do that a lot. Like that's like his go-to thing. Like, um, you know, like Brad Pitt always eats and Tom Cruise always runs. And like the kid who played Charlie Bucket's always like, <laughs> that's his acting style.
1: Now, I'll, have to che- I'll have to check it out again. Cause that, that definitely did not occur to me that he had that, uh, that going on for him.
0: You know, what always pissed
1: me off about, uh, Charlie and chocolate factory. What's that? <laughs> it really <makes> me <laughs> He's just like, that so things just, about this it's movie. good, but it just makes me
0: mad. Um, no is that uh, it's talking about the real candy um, freaking everlasting gobstopper in real life oh, yeah, you get yeah. them and they're just jawbreaker candies that like,
1: oh, that's right yeah they they have like different colors in them right but yeah they, and, like they come
0: in like a you know like a, a box sort of like you would get like um, i don't know runts or something in yeah but dude that was that was probably one of the most disappointing things for me cuz watching the movie and you know the whole um you know the everlasting gobstopper is supposed to be the candy that never gets uh, dissolves or never goes out. it's it yeah. will last you your entire life one piece of candy lasts you your entire life and doesn't it even change flavors or something
1: yeah and that, that was the whole plot of it revolved around them trying to get like the formula for the everlasting gobstopper, right like because it was that amazing so i guess apparently.
0: they kind of did that with those jawbreakers except because like you said they do as you suck on them you know it's like it'll be like the it'll be a red one so it'll be cherry mm-hmm. and then as you suck on it then it, it turns yellow and green and then eventually just turns like all jawbreakers they get to that weird um kind of satisfying like chalky yeah yeah um so i mean i don't know the they're they're like the 2000s godzilla movie it's like (laughs) they would have been okay candy if Uh you didn't call them god everlasting gobstoppers right kind of like that godzilla movie was that movie would have been fine just don't call it godzilla you know and then it would have been fine because it it wasn't a godzilla movie that's how those candies are like i I probably would have really enjoyed them um, because they were, they did remind me kind of like, like Runts, but like as I'm meeting them, I'm, I'm like, this is a everlasting house hopper. Oh.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess when you think about it, like if you think about it in a larger sense, um, like even when someone is making a movie based on something, like they get a lot of stuff different from the thing that it's based on. But yeah. we're going a big step further than this, trying to make a candy that's based on a candy in well, a movie. Yeah, and it's an like, realistic candy that, you know, a candy that yeah, never... Yeah, not, only, <laughs> not only is it a candy based on a candy in a movie, it's a candy based on, like, a magic candy that's so, yeah. like, so incredibly hard to even make that the whole plot of the movie revolves around them trying to get the recipe for it.
0: But yeah, I don't know. For me, because I think also um, when he when they did the big machine in the movie, where it's like and then like the actual like one everlasting Gobstopper comes out like, bling. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, is that's your process, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, you know, like normally like a candy machine, just like if you go to like MM factory, there's like spitting <laughs> out <laughs> crap just, like, yeah. yeah a million yeah. a day or something. Gonna, it takes them like ten minutes to make one. <laughs> it's gonna have very high demand. Yeah, I mean,
1: I guess like the reason they do it that way in the movie is to make the one thing. Seem that much more important right. because, like, if they invite him in, like, let's say Willy Wonka invites him in, he's like, "Put on your hard hat so you don't just get inundated by candy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, cause like that's a real possibility. I'm gonna, pull possibility. This I'm gonna pull this it seems like. like <laughs> do you, you want to see like an enormous vat of candy? Yeah. Various types or do you want to see?
0: uh willie won't get on an exercise bike and like that's how he <laughs> stirs the candy <laughs> dude you know like the slowest you guys make candy like how tom cruise served drinks in that movie uh or that cocktail movie yeah um, it just
1: makes it seem more special that way yeah no nah, that's true
0: but uh i think the visually because when it comes out it looks i don't know like it like what would you do? like it was almost like a star or something like it had like knobs that oh came yeah out it all was directions. not like a
1: round little yeah. thing like it like, like actual all, candy. like,
0: like it was like if you had, like, a little marble or something that had a, just sort of sticks that came off in all directions. Um, and yep. then it was about the size of a golf ball. And I remember just visually something about that, like, really intrigued me as yeah. a kid. And I was like, What is so... And even at the end when, like, Charlie takes his back, and like, yeah, Mr. Walker, and, like, gives it back like an idiot. Uh, and spoilers. Then, yeah, spoilers <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie. Oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> I guess we're talking, came out in the 60s. <laughs> I guess we're talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory now, so yeah. spoilers ahead. Um, but, uh, so... Seeing that, I remember as a kid, like it was almost like um, you know something satisfying about it in my in my brain. Like it was like like watching a ASMR video or somewhere, like mm-hmm. people like slowly cut something. And so I remember being as a kid and just something about the everlasting gobstopper, like really it like relaxed me just seeing it. Yeah. Like, and then when I saw it at Seven Eleven, I was like, "What they actually sell And Then I dumped in it, it as just a round ball, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, at least it'll probably last forever, and then it didn't. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, "Not even close." Yeah,
1: yeah, they do a really good job with that. I think in a lot of old movies because they kind of have to, like, you know, when ever since, um, you know, I guess CGI and stuff like that, it feels like the screen just gets kind of like cluttered and inundated with like little CGI stuff that's everywhere. So it's hard to really, mm-hmm. really focus on one object or something and what makes it special. Whereas like with older classic movies, and I'm not just kind of trying to knock CGI because some, there's some amazing C- CGI stuff out there. And I don't think the overall qualities of movie has really gotten worse, but I just like, in movies in the, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, there you could have a single object seem more important because it wasn't just so much else going on on the screen. I think, they, like, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, I can think of a couple of, you know, like the old Star Wars movies where mm-hmm. something would happen on the screen where now you would just not even notice it because there's so much other stuff going on on the screen, whereas back then it was like you were able to focus more on it. Right. Like the, uh, you know, like the... Um, For example, the what's the 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 rancor, like the monster. That's funny because I was just thinking about that when you
0: said that. um, A lot of people have that complaint, you know, like the same, like people are like, you know, like records is the only way to listen to music or something. Um, A lot of people say how CGI has ruined movies and everything, and they reference like Star Wars and they're like, look at everything that George Lucas had to do. Like, he basically made CGI movies before CGI existed, like Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But then every time people describe that, I always have in my mind that one scene where Luke had to run underneath the Rancor. Oh yeah, and it looks so like cheap. Yeah, like, yeah. Like by today's standards, you could it did tell. Look bad. Well, I remember even that back when that came out, like that was like the one scene where it was like, okay, that just kind of broke the mood for me or something, because like when he ran underneath him and like you, you see like the bottom of his tail or something, yeah. and you're like, all right, that did not look like he just <laughs> ran underneath the Rancor. Yeah, yeah, that it clearly wasn't, you know mark hamill running alone in a room and right. they went back and like added him to the um this is funny because every time people say like anytime about how cgi has ruined modern movies i'm always that scene flashes through my head
1: yeah um i mean it's it, like it's a, it's a good it's a good tool for um if it's used right like it's any kind yeah. of tool you know if you use you could use it badly or you could use it right and yeah. a lot of i can think of a crap ton of examples where they use it really really well uh like another example of just a older movie, maybe a better example than Star Wars, uh, is um, like they're very Harryhausen stuff. Like the Jason and the Argonauts comes to mind mm-hmm. with like Talos, oh, you dear. know, like it's just this that's one of my favorite scenes or, or parts of any movie. Like that, if you haven't seen Jason and the Argonauts, this is spoilers for this about, but, yes, well. like Talos <laughs> is this, for Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> which also came out in like the 60s, but um, <laughs> this, this huge like probably like one hundred and fifty foot two hundred foot tall bronze statue of this yeah. badass dude that comes to life and just it's if you watch it now, it just seems s- slow, but in a good way, not not in a bad way. like they they it's suspenseful. but it's like just such a the focus is on just this one enormous bronze character. whereas like if you were to they were to make an update of that. There would be with like the you know, modern CG and stuff, it just seems like they would have a very hard time. Whoever's directing and writing it would have a very hard time not just throwing like a crap ton of stuff on the screen during those scenes, like yeah, cause making them the jump to. over the cliffs yeah. and do a like making this giant be like Michael Bay, like he's running through <laughs> yeah. explosions, jumping over the boat, like going up behind the boat and yeah. slapping them five and all this stuff. Like, you know, just the fact that it was that ponderous at the Dude, time, because what was, he better. Better. What yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: bronze? Yeah, 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 that, um, you know, uh, if uh, so if. If you haven't ever seen it, like, they sail it, and, like, Talos is, like, standing. Like, he's, like, is straddling the thing that they sail through, right? Yeah, he, yeah. It's, they're like, sailing
1: between two cliffs, and he's, like, standing. Yeah. He's, I mean, like, they're...
0: bigger than the Statue of Liberty, I would say, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Like, yeah, I it's, mean, it's enormous. Huge. And uh, then they find the things that he's standing on with the buildings, and they are, like, the, um, I don't know, like, the junk drawers of the gods or something. And they're, mm-hmm. like, finding all these things of, like, needles and but they're all solid gold like everything yeah. belongs to the gods, so it seems like simple stuff but everything's like gold and like valuable and it says like don't touch it or something so but they they steal some of it and then um taylor's comes to life and dude when he does that and it's that the, the sound every oh, time he moves, was, it's yeah the, the, sound, the sound, sound was of like so good bending like, yeah grrr, yeah and then it was terrifying like, and he's like comes walking down the beach and he's basically just guarding the the god's junk and you yeah. weren't supposed to steal it and they did and do that um that was a really awesome thing yeah, i love the taylor scene yeah. it's funny uh sci-fi a couple years ago came out with um another uh uh miniseries jason and the argonauts i don't know if you ever watched that but i never bothered watching it because was like 10 episodes i remember uh fast forwarding through the whole thing to see talos Mm -hmm. and and to the best of my knowledge uh that he wasn't in it and i was like Mm -hmm. who the hell that's really that's why i watched instead of watching it i was like i'm just gonna fast forward through it because they don't have talos i have no interest in and they didn't. And I was like, this is, i deleted it from the DVR. I was like, that's idiotic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just, like, to me, that's just a, a perfect example of that kind of less is more approach that they were forced to use in filmmaking back then yeah. because they didn't have the means to just do, to throw everything at the screen. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, I guess just to get back to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like they use a, there's a lot of examples of that. And in, in, especially in the first movie mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, it's, there's a lot going on in the movie, but at the same time, they keep a good focus on like what you know matters most, I guess, to the viewers and stuff. Like the, yeah. uh, you know, the the candy and the the main characters and everything, just to kind of broaden the scope of the conversation. Like it's a freaking amazing movie. Like the just going straight back to the Roll Doll book. Like mm-hmm. it's one of the. Cool, the most awesome works of fiction. Um, I've it's been like a super long time. Uh, I want to say I think I have probably as a kid. I haven't. I haven't as an adult. Have you ever read the
0: sequel, The Great Glass Glass Elevator? I definitely
1: have not read that. That one's pretty
0: good. Um, that one they take the elevator and they fly around and they um actually um see the thing like the vermicious knids and the things that at one point we're describing that ethium and is like they couldn't they.
1: The, the horn yeah <laughs> yeah but um like just he's one of my favorite fictional characters like he's one that Who's i want to see yeah this one yeah. that i want to see as a role model sometimes like if i could be any fictional character like
0: oh yeah no i totally agree like not only is he like cool and rich and like does all this cool stuff, but um one of my favorite things about him is is um how he does that thing where he the way he responds to people when they either say things that annoy him or that he doesn't you know when they ask him a question that um that yeah, clearly it is like upsetting to him or, or uh-huh. somehow annoys him in some way or something, you know, instead of like responding to it like in a jerky way or something. Well, I mean, he's kind of a jerk about it, but, <laughs> um, you know, like he always says something like, uh, you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm a bit deaf in this year. You'll have to speak up. And then he doesn't address it again, you know, yeah. he always, yeah, it was just like, uh, he does that multiple times on the movie. And he just kind of throws it out. Uh, that's, uh, I wish I could, um, you know, memorize a couple of those and just have those in the in the chamber for any time someone says something that annoys you.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, his, there's that cool, uh, like that's a, an interesting thing about the movie because there's so much, there's a lot going on in it, but just the the way the dialogue is written, where mm-hmm. he he uh, like the Willy Wonka character just like kind of repeatedly like shuts down what you think is like the the direction the conversation is supposed to go in. Like he's mm-hmm. like he's he's in so much control of like the situation and like you don't even he's so lackadaisical about it you don't even kind of realize it because he's kind of off in his own world a lot of the time but at the same time he's in total control of like everything that's going on there right uh i guess part of that is like the fact that they have um i mean it's him like he invited these people in he knows what he knows the whole factory like the back of his hand and he invited in these kids and several like adults who most of them seem like they have you know, none of them are, like, the brightest, even though the one dude that ha- apparently has, like, a his own factory and, is like, makes a bunch of money. Like, they're, right. they're all pretty dumbed down. So, yeah. and he's the one character that just has, like, a new human intelligence, if not more, like, probably vastly uh, more than human intelligence. But uh, yeah. everyone else is just so, kind of dumbed down.
0: How long, what, how long have we been going so far? Where are we at? Oh, the, we're at 40. I did. Okay. I was just wondering because... Um, we didn't start, but if we're uh, now that we're talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I'm like, damn, this this movie could use its own episode. Like, um, <laughs> there's just so much to talk about it with. If, yeah. if, uh, if we want yeah, I say if we, if we just want to continue down that road of just talking about um, the, you know, Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Is it actually called Willy Wonka or is it called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory?
1: Um, the, I think the book is called um, Tr- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The. Gene Wilder movies called Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Okay, and then with the Tim Burton one, they went back to Charlie in the Chocolate
0: Factory. All right. Uh were you a fan of the Tim Burton one? Uh,
1: I I was. I mean, I I prefer the um the the Gene Wilder one. Yeah, I think that's like he should have won an Oscar for playing Willy Wonka in that role. No, I agree. But um, yeah, the the Johnny Depp one was still really good. It had it had some parts that that weren't in the Willy the Gene Wilder one that we were like really um you know in their own right they were really good and funny.
0: Yeah, there was a lot that I didn't like about it. I mean, it was, I was like, I like um, Johnny Depp. and I like Tim Burton. And so I remember I watched it and I was like, well oh, you know, I guess I'm glad I watched that. I don't understand why they made it necessarily, but yeah, whatever. I mean, that was yeah. good. It, I,
1: I feel like instead of making it a remake, they could have like kept us on our toes more by just making yes, a complete, like cut- every
0: time dude, that throw remakes in the trash don't do remakes just make another story yeah yeah make exactly. another willy wonka story like they
1: could have made like how you know instead of having the same kids like the same five kids because all the all the kids with the same characters basically yeah. they could have said like what if mike tyson shows up like what if <laughs> because they at no point like they, because it's something i thought about before is that at no point do they say that only kids are allowed to win this like they don't say this is a prize for kids but every time but all well, he the, kind of says at the end it, uh, but like before they go into the factory, oh, before they go into the factory, yeah, like they're not. That's like true. They're not like kids. Are only kids are eligible. Oh, that's true. You have to be under like fifteen to be eligible. Yeah, he just got lucky that it was all yeah. kids. Well, I think he kind of planned it that way. Oh, maybe. So there, I, I think there was more planning involved. Oh, in, if it was like four kids and then Mike Tyson, he's like, <laughs> um. <laughs> he plans that. He's like, you know what? I want, I want mostly kids, but I also want Mike Tyson because yeah. he's just cool. So, sir, <laughs> so why Mike Tyson? He's like, because
0: um, he's, <laughs> he's awesome. Like, why
1: not? Or Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield? Like, we, maybe we can have them work it out here. So it's like the first day, one where they're going to the chocolate <laughs> factory. Working. It <laughs> it's like five people. It's like three kids. It's like Charlie Bucket, mm-hmm. Veruca Salt, mm-hmm. Mike TV, yep. Mike Tyson, and <laughs> Evander Holyfield. Yeah. And like, and wait, wait, they also had to bring a parent or something. <laughs> so like Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield have these old ass parents <laughs> that show up with them. Or I guess they can bring anywhere. They bring their managers. Like Don King is He's there. Don King. <laughs> they bring like Don, like um Mike Tyson. I don't even know who if Don King has ever managed any of them. I assume he has because I don't know much about Don King. But like, let's say Vander Holyfield brings Don King mm. and Mike Tyson brings um. I think
0: Don King's known for managing Mike Tyson.
1: Oh, is he? So Mike Tyson brings Don King and Vander Holyfield brings Bruce Willis. He's <laughs> like Bruce Willis. He's like man, he, he calls up Bruce. <laughs> he calls up Bruce Willis. He's like, hey man, do you want to come to the chocolate Factory? Like, Bruce Willis hasn't even heard anything about it, that. There's it. Uh, <laughs> <Or>, um, <laughs> he doesn't even know Evander Holyfield. He just gets a call because Evander Holyfield, like, is a fan of Bruce Willis. We're just making this up. But, like, let's say Evander Holyfield's a fan of Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis doesn't know that Evander Holyfield's a huge fan of him, nor does he know that there's a contest to get into a chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. So he just randomly gets a call from Evander Holyfield. He's like, hey, man, is this Bruce Willis? And Bruce Willis is like, uh, yeah, thinking this is some random fan. He's yeah. like, hey, this is Evander Holyfield. You want to go to a chocolate factory with me? I think Mike Tyson's going to be there. <laughs> He's like, <"Yeah>, I'm- <laughs> Send me the digits, send me the deets, <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah, I would think, if I was Bruce Willis at first, I would think it was a prank call. Yeah. But maybe he somehow recognizes his voice. Uh, Well, either that or,
0: like, he would have had to go through his assistant or something, so they would have been like... Oh, oh yeah, they're uh, like, it's Vanity Holyfield,
1: Holyfield on <laughs> <laughs> or, you get, or he's on ID, like his little caller ID or whatever. Yeah. And maybe he somehow has Vener Holyfield's number, and, like, he doesn't know how he got it. Yeah. He's like, oh, Vener Holyfield, I forgot you were in my phone. It's like,
0: funny, I always just assume, like, all... Stars have like all other stars' numbers and everything, you know. But yeah, I mean, there's people with a phone that has like a phone book in it of contacts and everything, also, uh-huh. you know. So it's not like they don't, it's not like, um, you know, like uh, Jeff Goldblum can just like, call you know um bruce willis at any point in time or something because yeah. i mean maybe but you know the i don't think that there's a certain level of stardom you reach where they're like yeah, you all, you just right, here. all the other stars yeah. input this
1: into your phone this will be all the stars phone numbers so that's yeah. how it works in my brain <laughs> yeah well that's how it works in the charlie and the chocolate factory yeah. universe that we just <laughs> made up so yeah so then they they all end up in the chocolate factory and uh but then they each have to have a weakness that the that they <laughs> seize on like i oh, guess right, um, like mike Tyson's weakness is biting ears yeah <laughs> that's
0: his weakness. The "Glue is like, I can't stop eating." And he's like, "Yeah, me neither. I can't stop eating ears." Stop he's like, his whoa ears. <laughs> he Points at <laughs> like, "You got to stop." He
1: says, "You better stop. <laughs> 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 just saying that in that little grassy like part when they, they come in. They haven't into the even sundry. opened the gate yet. <laughs> he's like, when um when uh, Willy Wonka like welcomes them all and he's like covering his ears, <laughs> he
0: doesn't want to get bit. <laughs> he's got
1: ear <earmuffs> on. <laughs> does or Willy Wonka. Um, Willy Wonka yeah. does, <laughs> or Evander Holyfield also does because <laughs> he knows Mike Tyson's there. Yeah, <laughs> he's like just staying away from him and covering his ears. He's like, it's gonna happen, man. <laughs> like, it's happen, man. <laughs> go just just like, like Willy
0: Wonka comes up and Willy Wonka or Mike Tyson's like, man, why are you wearing earmuffs? And he's like, well. I think you know. And he's like, look, if this was any other situation, I would think that you had a valid concern because I do like eating ears. But he's like, whoa, we're at a chocolate factory. Your ears are fine.
1: But then, like, they have to there has to come a time in the story where they each like fall victim to yeah. whatever like their weakness or sin is. So eventually like they come to this um, room yes. where they make like human sized like candy that like is shaped <laughs> like a person. Yeah. And, and really it's like, it yeah. looks Please super good.
0: Touch any of the lifelike. <laughs> and so, so Mike Tyson just starts
1: biting the ears off. Yeah. And then they like, um, but when he bites one off, like it wasn't ready or something. So it just shrinks him and like makes him uh he falls down like a shoot or whatever, and he's mm. like a foot, like a six inches tall. And then the Oompa Loompas come out, and they have to do a song about not biting ears. <laughs> and they're like, they're
0: like, we're going to take you to the whatever room. And he starts punching them. <laughs> they're like the same size.
1: <laughs> he's like, oh, take that. But there's too many uh, Oompa Loompas, and they just yeah. over, they overwhelm him. I wonder how many. Like five of them get knocked out. <laughs> I wonder how many Oompa Loompas it would take to take down to
0: a three-foot Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs>
1: They're all like shocking him with taking They never show you
0: how strong the bloombas are.
1: Yeah, they could be super strong.
0: Dude, that yeah, like he like gets shrunk and he's like, Oh damn, and the Umba come, coming he's like, I got you and like there's a pun and like the abloomba catches it and he's like,
1: <laughs> Oh no. They're like, Okay, okay, three foot Mike Tyson. We won't kick you out of the factory if you box this one in Balomba for us for our entertainment. <laughs> like they've set up a little ring and everything. They're like, Tell you what, if you win you can eat a whole candy statue ears first. He's like, What the one that just shrank me? <laughs> He's like, no, it's a good one. We I promise. won't even exist after that. <laughs> he's like, no, just trust me. So then they have to, he has to box the oompa loompa, but yeah. like the oompa loompa is like superhumanly fast. Yeah, and then he does a song like when Mike Tyson like gets knocked out, he's like laying there in the thing, and the oompa loompa like walks up to him like oompa loompa. Or
0: the whole time they're fighting, like Mike Tyson's like throwing all the best like rights and lefts and everything, and he just is like dodging them all casually, and like the whole time he's like oompa. <laughs> <laughs> Like dodging them and everything, Mike Tyson's getting all winded, and he's just singing the song about why you shouldn't uh, bite off ears. <laughs> it's like,
1: oompa loompa, do what you do. Not biting ears is what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson's like, I got a song for you, and he punches him in like his stomach. He's <laughs> like, how's, that? how's the how's the how's the melody on that? And then Boomba dies, like he's spleen ruptures. Or what if for all that, like they're still at the gate and?
0: um, uh, Mike Tyson's like, uh, William why are, wearing, um, why are you wearing earmuffs? And he's like, because, you know, I not know about your history and anything. He's like, no, man, we're at a chocolate factory. Like, I ain't going to bite your ears. And he's like, oh, okay. And Mike takes one. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He Puts him back on. He's like,
1: i won't get the next one. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get, gonna both get
0: both You do feel field.
1: He's like, nobody's going out of <laughs> here <with> <laughs> ears. <laughs> all y'all's ears. <laughs> y'all's going to be fearless. all oh right <laughs> points not a start. Like, everyone's like, can, can we come back a different day? <laughs> 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 That would suck. Like, we did not know. <laughs> when we got invited to Just shotgun factory, and we got these tickets. There was
0: like no this dude be, here is
1: going to be trying to bite our ears off. The heavyweight
0: off. champion of the world was going to be <laughs>
1: <here>. <laughs> Trying to bite off everybody's ears. I'm screaming that no one's going to get out of here with ears. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth Can you guarantee our safety in this at all?
0: I really It's just like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Come on. And
1: only Mike Tyson goes with him. It's too scary. It's Mike Tyson. If Andrew Hillfield starts to go, when he's like, nah, forget it. He starts to go, and then he kind of like
0: grows his ear, and he's like, nah. <laughs>
1: Just remember. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: now? Like,
1: nah. I can buy chocolate at the store. <laughs> I can buy my own chocolate factory <laughs> <laughs> with no Mike Tyson's in it. <laughs> It can be a Vander Holyfield chocolate factory. How about this, kids? I'm going to make a chocolate factory and then y'all can have golden tickets to that one. <laughs> we're going to go pretend we're at the Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. And then well, like, he like,
0: like, looks at the kids and he, that's like Salt sitting there looking all with like a shitty look on her face. And like Mike TV sitting there like spinning his cap guns and Charlie Buck is sitting there looking all poor. And he's like, actually, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> <nice>. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, f- finally, Charlie Bucket changes his mind because he's like, "I could have sold that golden ticket for, for like a million dollars, and yeah. then not be super poor." So I'm gonna might as well go in. But then he tries, and like, they're not. He can't get in anymore. The door's <laughs> locked.
0: And he's like, "Wait, Mr. Wonka, I'm coming." And Mike's like, "How?" <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like never mind. So then he goes back home. <laughs> they're like, Charlie, how was,
2: how was the factory? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, because he's too poor to go to the hospital.
0: He just like runs in, holding his like, ears, screaming. He's just like, what well, I mean- so
1: like the last thing they heard his four parents his four grandparents were all in bed he, he gets the golden ticket he's like yes finally my life's turning around him and his granddad who had been in bed for like 80 years go to the chocolate factory like they all leave to go to the chocolate factory and like an hour later they come back and he's got one ear and they're like oh the chocolate factory and he's like I oh, no we never I hate Mike Tyson <laughs> <laughs> what and Mike Tyson comes in the house. Yeah, he's like, "Guess
0: what?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, it's a very the Bushmorgans' of years." <laughs> <laughs>
1: down. He's like, "Why did we come here?" He's like, "Cause your ear was so good. I haven't mean, tasted it ear like that in some time." He's like, "Oh man, you guys must be his family." I bet all your ears are good too. He's like, "I gotta go and take." It. He started doing that song. He's like, I gotta go and take How? it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a golden chance to make my way home. <laughs> they can't even get out of bed. They're I like, no. <laughs> 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 I,
0: haven't, I haven't gotten out of bed in 25 years. I can't run. This <laughs> is like a horror
1: show. <laughs> yes, that's how, that, that was after, like, inside. Then you, the camera pan, like goes to inside the factory, and, like, no one's got ears. Like, all the Inflimbo's ears are gone. Yeah. <laughs> and so is really Wonka's.
0: <laughs> for the record, I love Mike Tyson yeah, He's awesome He's a Mike Tyson fan And I know that he's not obsessed with eating ears but um, <laughs> Well,
1: kind yeah. I mean, he of not twice. entirely obsessed with eating he,
0: ears He is one of the only people that I know <laughs> In modern he's history 20 who's 20. famous for eating ears
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime you go to talk about somebody it's no, he's not obsessed with eating ears <laughs> Like you just talking with someone at the like job like someone someone puts you down as a reference <laughs> for a job interview and they like they call you and say, like what do you know about this person, like Dan Smith that used to work with you and you're like, Well no, he's not obsessed with the <laughs> <laughs> Someone like asked like he's not he, entirely obsessed with Mike ears. Tyson puts you down for a job reference, and somehow he's there when you're
0: when they call, and they're like, "What can you tell us about Mike Tyson?" And you're like, "Well, I know he's like obsessed with the eating ears." And they're like, "He's like, I'm also a heavyweight champion of the world." And, like, list all these other accomplishments he's <laughs> done like, over
2: like, Dum, his
0: Dum, life. Dum. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> jump, jump. He's like, "What was that?" And I was like, "Oh, that was you eating ears." <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> <laughs> jump, jump. <laughs> That's you. Like, He's eating the ears off of
1: people. He's like, man. Come on, bro. When I get there, I kick your ass, you're like you're gonna eat my ears. Like, no, I'm just gonna kill you. You're also gonna eat my ear. <laughs> Is that part of the deal? Yeah. I mean probably when my dad buys laying there, you're just gonna be sitting licking your lips. You're gonna be like, man, I can't just look I'm not just look am not just going to let some good ears go, he doesn't eat them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He doesn't need him anymore. He's like, I'm not a cannibal, but I can't pass up a good ear.
1: <laughs> so this just went from being like, <laughs> this episode about like going to the a, a 7-Eleven to an episode about Charlie and the talk Factory to an episode about Mike Tyson eating ears. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to bring it back to the talk Factory at this point. I guess it's Gloop. How cool is he? Yeah, he's probably, he's, st- he, he's, like, I would say this about him. He steals all the scenes he's in. Like, he's a scene stealer. I think so, too.
0: I'd <laughs> say outside of um, Willy Wonka, obviously, I think you can safely say he's the coolest character in the movie, yeah, right? Yeah. After that, I'd say it might have to be Augustus Gloop. Yeah, I think Augustus
1: Gloop Because <laughs> what's cool about him, though, like, you can – a lot of times with, with child actors – like they, they don't have the training that an adult actor has. So they're not the best. Like some, mm-hmm. sometimes it fe- seems like you're just telling the kid what to do. He was so into it. Like yeah. the, in the, in the um, original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like that kid, that must have been that actual kid. They must have been like, we need to find some kid who's the real Augustus yeah. Blue, like, who's just need, oblivious to everything but yeah, eating.
0: They're like, we need a kind of chubby kid with a German accent. And like, and they bring him in and he's like, what's my role? And they're like, <laughs> sit here with your mom. You can use your real mom. Who cares? And they're like, sit here with your mom. And we're gonna to try to interview you, and you just ignore us, and you just oh, tear apart at that giant turkey leg and yeah. stuff. And he's like,
1: <laughs> sweet. "I mean, like, I'm, I'm not mentioning that like uh, Gene Wilder should get, should get an Oscar, but he would have like that would have been a Best Supporting or something. I don't know what they would have given him because he like barely even has a big enough role to be like a supporting actor. But like, he just the the actor that played him. It mm-hmm. seemed like he never even knew he was on camera. Yeah. Like he was just going about his normal day, eating a crap ton of food. That's he funny was that too, good." Because
0: he was so obsessed with food and stuff. Sa- like you, like Augustus Gloop and his mom were almost like like they had to be in scenes together because uh-huh. he never really talked. He just was all, all, all the yeah. time, just like just <laughs> yeah. ch- just chowing down on German sausage and stuff. And then you know they'd like come like Augustus, how are you feeling? His mom would step in and be like, oh, he's so happy, he saw everything <laughs> and he saw and you know he's uh, and he'd maybe squeeze out a one like oh, oof, good, and then like keep eating and stuff. But um, so yeah, for, like for that movie, like the two characters, uh. You know, like everyone, like Charlie, if he had gotten separated from Grandpa Joe, is like, who cares? Same with like Mike TV and his mom and um, Veruca Salt and her dad, and like that. But I think those, those are two, I think, inseparable characters. Like, you couldn't yeah. have Augustus Gloop on the screen and not have his mom there yeah. as a basically as like a translator.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's he was he was a standout for sure. And there, I mean, there were some other ones like Veruca Salt. I think she's almost become like this iconic, like meme type character, yeah. which, partly just because of the name, but just her whole attitude and everything. Uh, really, I mean, Augustus Gloop was probably. To I guess to both of us he stands out as being the most notable. But several of the characters, uh, like the kids and stuff are just really um you know, I feel like they've got they've kind of taken on a larger thing like in pop culture outside of the roles that they had in the movie.
0: Yeah, they represent like everything that's wrong, I guess, or not everything, but a lot of stuff that's wrong with uh people in general, or um I don't know, like I remember as a kid thinking like they represented like the seven deadly sins, but then, you know, when I actually thought about it, I was like, Well, there's not actually seven of them and they don't really represent the seven yeah. dead deadly sins. But kind of like that um you know like uh they did sort of represent greed and sloth and gluttony and stuff like that
1: yeah i mean the like the genre really for the whole the whole thing the whole concept is like an allegory which is like it just uh you're using like characters and stuff to stand in for something bigger is yeah. like the the i guess the point of a allegory and i think it's it falls into that into that genre like and i guess they tend to be the the one the movies that are you have to kind of suspend disbelief like there's they don't go for realism in that style of movie making at all yeah which they definitely didn't didn't but it just kind of like it brings to mind and like it's something i've thought about for a while Is like how close could you get to like something that actually happened in real life i remember thinking about this a lot as a kid like man thinking that the whole thing was real like i said when i was at Seven Eleven mm-hmm. seeing the candy bars, thinking like man there's a real walga's chocolate factory mm-hmm. but like i mean if you were trying to, to try to recreate that like, I guess it's, I mean, the first thing you do is like, we don't have a chocolate factory. Let's say, let's say right now, like, let's say we're, our goal is to just uh, build a chocolate factory and mm-hmm. have kids, like, create uh, this super, like, um, built up thing to where we say we're going to let people in.
0: Uh, so, you're recreating the movie, basically? Yeah. Yeah. In real life. So, you want to build a chocolate factory with the intention of one day. Being giving so, it over to a kid, yeah, but
1: okay. or just of one day having it be so popular that you say that you're gonna give people a chance to, to look inside the factory and like people okay. just go crazy trying to get tickets to it. Uh, but I mean, it'd be tough just with the the, the um, with the means that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about starting off just selling like. This is just this rock bottom for selling candy. Mm-hmm. Like you just you don't make your own candy. You just buy like you find you know you go to a Sam's Club. Like you get a Sam's Club membership yeah. and you buy like a crap ton of Reese's, um, like the Reese's things. Mm-hmm. The, the um, what do they call them? The cups, the Reese's King cups. Buttercups? Yeah. Yeah, and you just sell them like on the uh, the bus or something. <laughs> it's like you, know, you wanna you're like on the back of the bus, mm-hmm. like you just like looking at everyone around you, like holding. So up just the have, Reese's like cups, a double like, bag want, of Reese's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A double bag of, that's of, how, that's of Reese's That's how you
0: cups. want to start your chocolate factory. Yeah, okay.
1: and then and like eventually you want to get so big that people want to go in but like i would feel like i would just kind of jump the gun Mm -hmm. and i'd be like on the bus be like you want a ticket to look inside this duffel bag of candy (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like oh man that's a like i'd be going around like i'd get on the news like yeah because you had to announce it somehow like or you could put up since we couldn't really get on the news Mm -hmm. you could put up flyers yeah like check out the duffel bag of candy on, on the bus
0: yeah, and it sounds like a pretty strap for cash. So maybe like instead of flyers, you just have like a sharpie. Mm-hmm.
1: You write it on like <laughs> a on the wall. You write it on the wall like, in like the look, Yeah, in the bathroom wall, like on a porta potty. Yeah, you, you write like, look, look inside Annie's duffel bag of candy. Yeah,
0: come see Annie's chocolate factory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you draw a picture of the duffel bag. Yeah, and person looking in, like looking all surprised. Yeah, like, do you want a ticket to this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'd say that somebody, like somebody who goes in to use the port because There's only one person. And then, like, I knock on there, and they're like, hold on a second. And then, like, finally, when they're out, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, check this out. And I point inside like, there it, where I drew that on the flyer. I'm like, did you not see that? And they're like, did I not see what? I saw a bunch of writing on there. And I'm like, don't you want to take it to that? And like I point to someone looking at a duffel bag of candy that I <laughs> drew on there.
0: They're like, um, they're like, didn't you see stuff on the wall? They're like, what, all the, like, the... Uh, horrible racist stuff or the anti-Semite stuff or whatever or whatever the what is it anti-Semite? Yeah. Yeah, Semite stuff or the swastikas or anything you're like no, no, no. Like uh, like uh, to the right, to the right.
1: Yeah, that that one right there. <laughs> There's a very specific call <laughs> to action there yeah. where you need to buy candy so you can get a ticket to the duffel bag of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> like did you not, how did you not notice that? You're like so if I buy that. How did that not make your day to see that? Then I get to look in <laughs>
0: your duffel bag I'm like, like yeah, it's right here. if you get the one that has All the you, golden ticket
1: i'm like you gotta get first step you gotta buy some <laughs> you gotta buy some like, butter cups
0: and one of them has a golden ticket inside and if you win that one you can then you get to see and he's like but wait that's pre-packaged stuff so you opened it and put some sort of a piece of. I'm them like them
1: yeah I, li- I might have licked some yeah. while i was doing it you're like look <laughs> do you want do you want a, a tour of the top of the the duffel bag or not I'm like I'm trying to give it away to a kid who needs it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find someone I can trust. Because I felt like I was getting old. Yeah. And I was like, man, I need someone to I need to pass on. <laughs> I need to pass I'm on ready to st- retire. I need to pass on
0: this duffel bag. Of chocolate. So you started with the intention of creating a Willy Wonka style chocolate factory, and you've gotten that far, and you're already like, I'm, I'm ready to pass on
1: the reins. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> like, i god, I gotta loop as though like he looks in there a little bit? I'm like, you can have a slight peek, and it looks in there, and they like squirrels, right? Like, like I'm trying to hold, I'm trying to hold it steady. I like they're you all got, painted green and orange.
0: You got like a friend who. Um, you have like a friend who uh when you're talking to the guy with a duffel bag like he comes up and he's like, um, no, dude, I don't want And, like, some guy comes up and, like, really creepy looking guy, like, puts hand on his shoulders and, like, pulls him aside. And he's like, you're Slugworth. And he's like, if you get into the chocolate factory, I need you to find Nandy's special kind of chocolate for me. And <laughs> and he's like,
1: like, you mean Reese's Cup? He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he and pulls out, to the like r- a fat <laughs> stack of <laughs> cash of money. He's like, there's <laughs> plenty of money. The guy grabs it. It's like Drew money. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I need the recipe to the Reese's cup. <laughs> the guy's like, I'm pretty sure Andy does not have the recipe to Reese's cups. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can find it on Google or something. But <laughs> I'm out of here. You're definitely not going to find it in that duffel bag.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that would no, that would be a pretty magical scenario. I think yeah. yeah, I think, I think you could pull that off. Yeah, but that's they that's would, my new goal. They would definitely make a movie out of that.
1: Yeah, I got to aim aim low, aim low, but shoot for the well, they say shoot for the stars, but you might land selling a duffel bag full of candy.
0: I don't even. Uh, do plan for that. Just shoot for the sky and mm-hmm. go in the sky. <laughs> it's like shoot the that high. That eye. is the sky. The, yeah. d-
1: the duffel bag of candy. <laughs> this is high as it gets.
0: Um, well, dude, before we go too long, the uh, since we were talking about Charlie Felt Chocolate Factory, um, there was just uh, a couple things I wanted to um, that I didn't want to uh, not talk about was one mm-hmm. the um the freaking scene with the boat, the river boat, the oh, yeah, way yeah. they go down the chocolate river in that boat. Yeah. Um. And I don't remember the uh, all the words to the song. I've never seen the movie. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like it starts with uh, like, um, is he paddling it? Like is he like? Uh, I th- I think there's like, a
1: th- there's a thing that so goes he's like, not paddling. No,
0: for some that was in my head that he like but maybe comes along maybe,
1: like maybe his, he is. Is it kind of like one of the what do they call it? Those pedal boats like where you you. You uh, do it with your feet like a bike. That's
0: what I was thinking, but I think now I, mean, I think I'm mixing maybe the where he's on the bike with that or something. But I think the yeah. more I think because it, it had a really big rotor that went yeah. on the back. Yeah. I don't think you can pedal that. But anyways, yeah, he so takes him down this um this the the river of chocolate I guess his glute fell into. They get in a, on a ferry and they're going through that, mm-hmm. and um it starts where he's just like talking and he's like saying something like ring a ding dong ding and everyone's kind of like and then. They, they ask him a few questions, and as he's explaining it, and um, then it get that scene gets weird, dude. Um, <clears throat> where he, uh, you know, he, he goes in this whole weird poem thing where he's screaming, and you know, it's like there. yeah, I think he mentions going to hell at one point. Yeah, in the thing doesn't yeah, he? And he, he says does. like the rowers keep on rowing, and something, and um, yeah, I can't remember the words. Remember, it's, is it it's raining? No, is it like snowing? No of is a hurricane? Yeah, yeah, there is no way of knowing. Which way that we are going, and yeah, that just gets weird. And then you see, everyone sees all these images through the tunnel that they were going through, and like there's like it's like I remember as a kid that was like really creepy because they yeah. show like I think don't they show maggots at one point? Yeah, and they show like a like snake a crawling get or, something out or something. and get his head cut off, and um, yeah, dude, I remember as a kid like that was like. I was like, "What is happening
1: right yeah, now?" I'm so glad they kept that in there because it seems it seems di- so different from like the, what a lot of the rest. Just the kind of overall feel that a lot of the rest of the movie has mm-hmm. is that like I would think that uh, that under you know someone could have made the mistake of that ending up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, but it's so like I think it's so key to the movie because it just it's it shows you. Um, Something about Willy Wonka's character that there's just more to it than they ever reveal. Yeah, like he's you you never quite they never quite like explain what he is or what his deal is. It's kind of like reminds me of like the um, when Heath Ledger played the Joker is like there's right. you know there's this depth to it that they that the you feel like the whole movie only scratches the surface of what this character's about. Yeah, and I mean, that scene especially kind of brings that to the forefront. Yeah, and he doesn't necessarily
0: like or like you know like i mean ron mcdonald seems evil but he also seems like he like legitimately likes kids and wants him to (laughs) like Willy wonka this yeah they are right there's something there that like you know like i mean could he be like a devil or something or could he he's not a good guy that's for sure that's
1: that's that's one thing that i think that makes him so intriguing one of my favorite fictional characters is there's there's that element of mystery and unpredictability to him like to Mm. this day like if i were to let's say somehow get magically transported to the Willy wonka world like you don't you wouldn't you wouldn't know if you could trust him. You wouldn't know if you could you wouldn't know what he's going to do next. Like there's mm-hmm. just that. I, I can think of very few fictional characters that have that level of unpredictability. unpredictability right. Yeah. Which now would be that, su- uh, that. That'd probably be the least of my concerns if I was if I was transported to that world. But still, that would uh. Yeah. No. Like all of a sudden, they're like oh no, I'm Charlie Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute! How did I get here? <laughs> So that's the first thing that happens. I'm just like, well, sleeping in my bed, and I wake up in an alley or something. He's like, yeah. oh, oh, Charlie Bucket. I'm like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 let me get back to where I was. Oh, no,
0: I thought like you became Charlie. You wake oh, up okay. in the mirror, and you're like, oh, no, I'm Charlie
1: Bucket. <laughs> that's your first I thought. thought. He, he just comes up to you and says that. And I'm like, do you say that to every stranger? <laughs> like, Hello.
0: I'm Charlie Bucket. I'm like, yeah, you might want to keep that to yourself. <laughs> it's not something to be proud of. It's nice to know. <laughs> do you think if you did, um, did some sort of a Freaky Friday body swap thing where like, – Charlie Bucket. Saying, you know, Charlie Bucket, <laughs> he has to come to my world. But you didn't know that, that if you woke <laughs> up. <clears throat> do you think if you woke up and like you did, like look in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you would like? How long would it take you just from your memory of the movie and what that actor looked <laughs> to like? Realize I'm then? Charlie to, Bucket. Yeah, like you wake up and you're like washing your face. Do like, they even have you know, a this?
1: mirror in their house? Yeah, that's true. They're Maybe like poor. a broken one. Yeah, but uh, if like you're talking about it, it's in the classic the the Gene Wilder version. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably as soon as I look... Like, you go to like, bed regularly. Okay, I go to bed. you wake up, and you're like... I wake up in Charlie Bucket's bed. Uh, Did he even have a I bed? I think he, he probably had, he had like, a, a cot or something. Like or something. Yeah, <laughs> so I wake up like that, and I'm, uh-huh. I mean, so my first thought is, like, where am I? You know, yeah. this is, like, a weird, dingy, like, run-down house, and yeah, I mean, it I'm probably... like <laughs> old people in like, I probably don't say that out loud.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That was Charlie>. <laughs> 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 who are you? <laughs> why, is it, why, why is there four people that have been there? Like, oh, oh, I think I know who I am. Do I have the golden ticket yet?
0: So, before you even see your reflection or anything, do you automatically like, you assume you're Charlie Bucket in mean, m- the Charlie?
1: Probably bu- not, <laughs> no, I mean, I would think like I would realize that I'm in that world probably before I realized that I'm Charlie Bucket I would think how did I get because I would like especially as soon as I saw <laughs> you that you
0: wake up you haven't even realized that you're not you yet Yeah, uh, and you're looking at them, you automatically just seem like somehow I must have been transported I mean, to like, another
1: not, not like immediately but especially like if I go downstairs or whatever and see the four old people in the bed mm-hmm. and like I kind of I mean because they're the same ones that I saw in the movie Like I kind of recognize their faces and stuff and I recognize right. the moms because she does her whole song by mm-hmm. herself so that character's kind of face is stuck in my head a little bit so based on that i would kind of yeah. recognize them but it's still like you wouldn't just immediately i wouldn't immediately think well wow, i'm in a whole nother dimension where charlie right. and the shock factory is real i would think like someone's playing a ridiculously elaborate prank on me um that would just make more sense. Like, cause that's doable. Like we could prank someone in that way. Yeah. Like we could get like the best makeup artists in the world and like knock someone we know out or just actually, even when they're not even knocked out, like, or maybe just give them something that we know they'll sleep like very deeply for like mm. two hours or something. And then just turn their whole room, the bedroom into Charlie's house and like get four people to like dress up like old people, like using mm. really fancy makeup like they do in jackass and lay in a bed and then we have them wake up and see how long it takes for them to figure out that they're in Charlie in the Talk Factory.
0: Well, I guess so more so my question would be, I guess, if all you did, like you just saw your reflection, like you woke up and you saw yeah, your reflection. That, that's when you would Just really, by looking at the kid. Right. How long would it take you to realize that you were Charlie Bucket?
1: I would say pretty quick. Like the, the original Charlie Bucket, mm-hmm. like, not not like instantly, like as soon as I saw him I wouldn't just instantly know. Right. At first I'd be like, What is going on? Yeah. Why <laughs> am I whose face is this? Yeah. So <laughs> <He's, he's, he's>, after <laughs> waking up and saying, Man, it's, a, it's those like old people and cabbage, he yeah. goes to the mirror and says, Whose face is this? His <laughs> parents <laughs> so are you okay, Charlie? Are you getting the rickets? <laughs> you I get cool? it what is well. the thing when you um when you like don't get enough vitamin C or something like that? Uh scurvy. Are you yeah, scurvy. Scurvy. getting scurvy, Charlie? <laughs>
0: I think I still have an orange peel somewhere. <laughs> I've got part of one. Yeah, I think the first thing, as soon as I look in the mirror, I'm like, I'm Charlie Bucket. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can wake up. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even, before I even, like, got out of bed, I'd be laying there for me. i am like, I feel weird, and I feel my face. Like, you know, blind people can feel it, uh-huh. to their face. I like, feel my face, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm Charlie Bucket. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Do I own a chocolate factory? Yeah. I'd be like, hey, Mom. And she's like, yes, yeah, Charlie. I'm like, is this the part of my life? Before or after I win the Chocolate Factory, she's like, what's that? I'm oh like, damn it. <laughs> she's like, what Chocolate Factory? Yeah, here, call me your cabbage cereal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and you're like, but Willy Wonka, like, is he a thing in this world? And she's like, like well, yes, he owns the Chocolate Factory who five other kids went to see. <laughs> yeah, but you were too tired and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was like just today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I came to your room and I said, Charlie, are you going to the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> you just sort of snored and
1: didn't get up, so I figured you didn't want to go. I figured you were tired. (laughs) There might still be time. So you're like, oh, man, you should run to the chocolate factory. And she's like, there's no chocolate factory. (laughs) She's (laughs) like... It's like all bleak with no chocolate factory. (laughs) That's your life now. She's like, what chocolate factory were you even talking about? (laughs) Weirdo. Yeah. And this is a realistic version where we beat. you. <laughs> and you're like, But don't you even sing that song? Cheer up, Charlie. Yeah, she's like, and she's like, No, I sing I sing the song, God
2: hell Charlie. <laughs> I sing this song. You're gonna die,
1: Charlie <laughs> you're like, How do I get back? To- <laughs> How do I get back to my normal life when I, I was a Jeff? <laughs> All the grandparents started <laughs> to get up, they're like, Let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no, I'm Andy. My name's Andy. I'm from the real world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from
0: here. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm from a world where we're not all poor and eat cabbage and look at our best
1: They're like, you think you're better than us? Smack. <laughs> I'm like, no, I live in the regular world. Like, how do I get back to the regular world? And they're like, it doesn't get any more regular. They're like, than look this. in here and dump
0: your head in a cabbage bowl. <laughs> Like Is this regular enough for you? <laughs> yeah, is this a real world? <laughs> is it
2: regular yet? <laughs> and they like, pull <laughs> you out of the cash water. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you tell me when it's for a regular enough world. That's how you wake up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, you escape, you're like, I'm off to find the regular world now, try not run me, because like you figure none of them can. <laughs> like you're almost
0: out of the gate, and all of a sudden, Grandpa Joe's cane, blam, <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> wake up and back in the house.
1: are like, are there any normal people in this world? <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> like, you're like, wake
0: up, and you're like, oh man, that was a weird nightmare, and he's like, cabbage, <laughs> bro. <blood." laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, like, the whole time it turned, like, it, at that point when you get dunked in the cabbage again, like, you go back, go back to the, your regular body and, like, you're um, sleeping and, like, you wake up and you're, like,
0: cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, you, uh, you are like, all that's happened to you and then, you know, like, cut over to, like, you actually like, waking up bed, uh-huh. and you're, like, huh? And you're, like, sitting up and you're, like why am I? I'm just Charlie Bucket. And he's like, because he switched by. Oh, yeah, because he switched by. Yeah. So he's walking around and like from his point of view, like your house and everything's like a mansion. And he's like, oh, he was all this. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be a sweet deal for him. Yeah.
1: But like, so like people you know are calling you and stuff and people yeah. probably would not even know how to use phone. Like he's never even seen a cell phone.
0: Yeah, like it rings in his pocket and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would have
1: a concept of a phone. No. I mean, they have the old phones on the wall where you had to pick up and say, oh, "Tell the operator," he yeah. like, he's seen those before. I don't think they have. He <laughs> would have no idea that thing in his pocket's a phone. Yeah
0: it's like vibrating and just like,
1: or like how to turn it on or anything <laughs> it's like freaks out he like throws it at the wall <laughs>
0: oh man um the the other thing uh, before we before we wrap it up for the night or mm-hmm. close out this topic of charlie i wanted to um uh slugworth dude oh was, yes yeah that was uh he was a crazy um because every single if again if you haven't seen the movie every uh kid who wins a golden ticket um they, they they had to be like you said like if Willy Wonka was sure to be sure that like Mike Tyson or whoever got it or whatever like uh-huh. um, he had to be uh, tracking in some way yeah. because the news can, they, the news crew was like there right. as they open it so. they, they
1: never explain that like yeah. they never they never make it clear in the movie but uh, yeah I highly suspect that he knew who was going to get the tickets like yeah. he was he was in on that whole thing so they are
0: random. So it goes around each one, and it always, you know, every each scene is a little more depressing for Charlie because he really wants to win it because yeah. he's, like, probably never even actually eaten chocolate or anything because <laughs> he's, like, super poor. And then so he, like, really has his heart set on winning a golden ticket. And then um, he um every time someone wins some and he, like, sees it, like, uh, it's always, you know. It, and they always win it and interview it as Charlie's, like, walking by a store that has TVs because mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't have a TV at his house. Um so this is kind of coincidental, but, uh, you know, like Augustus wins it and like uh, everyone's freaking out and they're like having like this big, like October fest party. Like, yeah, I guess this won the part. And then his mom's talking to, and she's like, "Oh, well, Augustus save some room for later. And he's like, get off mom. I'm eating. And then while, and she's talking to the reporters and all of a sudden, like the mu- every time with each kid, the music is like, and gets like a little, and this guy comes up behind him and he's like whispering in their ear and they're mm-hmm. sitting there like, oh yeah. And you, you know, it's slug worth. And then that happens when Charlie gets his ticket and the guy's like, run home run home, Charlie, run all the way home. Don't stop until you get home. And then so he's running, and then he turns the corner and, like, bam! like, runs right into it. So mm-hmm. And that's, like, they knew that that was the winning ticket, and he knew that Charlie was going to run down that way. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, th- th- that wasn't even, like, on, like, the news or anything. Like, there was, like, no public anything. Like, he was waiting in that alley. Like, yeah, they had they, it, like, so they... It, the whole thing it, that, was set up. Yeah, like, there was that set up, and, and then... Uh, he's like, uh, you know, he's like, uh, the, you know, Wonka's working on this Everlasting Gams and If you steal one for me, there'll be tons of money for you. And doesn't even say, like, his grandparents, like, doesn't he mention that? Like, I'm sure, oh, yeah, you know, they, like, your grandparents could, help could use out. a lot of money or something. And so they, even to that level, they knew. Yeah, like, it's pretty crazy when you break it down like that.
1: Yeah, and I, I think what's awesome about that whole, the whole Slugworth, um, I guess, element of the <laughs> story is, like, even without that like if let's say they were to take the whole slugworth part out and just have it that like, you know, these five kids go to the chocolate factory. Uh, Willy Wonka just picks the one that he likes the best to Mm -hmm. inherit the factory. Uh, that would be, have been an awesome movie in and of itself, but that just adds this element of like, now it's like a mystery sort of, um, what do you call it? Like a, uh, what are those type of movies where like, like oceans 11 and all all that stuff, Like like a, it just adds that whole element of um, in, intrigue and stuff to it. Yeah. So it's, you know, for a movie that already, and a story that always has so much going on, it's like that just makes it that much uh, of more of an impressive piece of writing. That's true,
0: because, um, yeah, they kind of make him out to be like the villain, even though you find out later that he wasn't actually the villain. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and that, that adds another depth. It actually makes Charlie not suck so much out the whole, you know, because... And the whole thing was every kid, and it was all obviously part of the big plan. And you know, like every kid that was there, one of the first top seeds, they the everlasting gobstoppers, and one we'll, we'll, we'll gives each of them one. And he's like, no, don't tell anyone because he's a top secret, and I haven't released this or anything. And you know, there's plenty of people out there who would love to get their hands on this. And like, yeah, I think even like Veruca Salt and like a couple of the other parents and kids look at each other like, yeah, we know who wants yeah. that. And you know, the guy's offers us like ten thousand dollars or something. Um, so each kid got their own uh, gobstopper, and then um, you know, it was the whole thing when. Charlie kicks him out, or when Wonka kicks him out and, like, does that thing with the magnifying glass and the, the contract, like, he's getting smaller and smaller. It uh-huh. was really cool. I love that scene. And all yeah. the everything in the office was cut in half. I love that scene. And he's like, good day, sir, good day. And, like, kicks him out. And then Charlie comes back and sets, he's like, Mr. Wonka, like, this is yours. And Grandpa Joe's standing there behind him, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, like we, uh, we could have sold that to Slugworth. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when uh, Wonka says, like, was it? Uh, so shine's a good deed in a weary world yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And then... um. And then you find out that the, you know, Slugworth worked for him. There was no anything. But um, yeah, that kind of made like Charlie could have had, uh, could have taken it and had money, which I guess was kind of stupid when you think about it. Cause, you know, from his point of view, he was, he didn't know that it was a setup. Uh-huh. Like he was getting kicked out of this place. He's never going to they're about to go back to their, you know, 25 year old people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, <laughs> a, cabbage house. And he
1: was going to end up just having to lay in bed. Right. And then eventually,
0: yeah. So he could have gotten like $10,000 or whatever from Slugworth, as far as he knew up to that point. So, I mean, I guess it was like, yeah, a good deed in the weary world, but also, um you know, the, probably should have sold the candy, bro. <laughs> I mean, it worked out for him because he, yeah. uh, you know, then Weatherwalker turns around. He's like, that's all I needed. I needed one of you jerk off kids to do one nice thing. <laughs> and like, oh, every one of you was horrible to do one nice thing and you just did it. So here's the factory. It's all yours. You win everything. You're a millionaire now. Um, but I love that too when, uh, when he does that, at least in my memory, I find a mm-hmm. lot of times recently, like, I have these memories of, like, movies, and, like, I'm like, oh, man, like, it happens a certain way, and then I go back and watch it, and I'm like, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> but I remember um, where, uh, when, when um, he mentions, like, you know, he's, like, so happy. He's, like, you did the right thing. You brought the cops out. You didn't label with it. You didn't steal it. And then uh, he's, like, what about Slugger? He's, like, what? No, there's no slugworth And he, like, as soon as he says that, like, the guy who was slugworth up to that point like comes in the back and he's uh-huh. like that's you know johnson he works for me in accounting or something yeah. and he's like hi and he's like looks like real like up to that point he was like looked like he was like a nazi villain from raiders of lost ark or something and then mm-hmm. like when he comes in and for just for like one second he comes in and he just, he's like, like yeah like basically like leans around the corner like hello and then he's like leaves or something and that, or at least that's how i remember it and, like uh-huh. he's totally different character now <laughs>
1: It just makes me wonder, like, what if um, Charlie had happened to see him in the factory before that? Like, oh, there's Slugworth. Yeah. And like, maybe he thinks that Slugworth is like the enemy because he was never, you know, he never intended to... Like uh, I guess Charlie maybe he's pure of heart enough that he never intended to sell the gobstopper. So if he just happened to catch a glimpse of Slugworth before that, he would just try to grab him and dunk him in the chocolate or something. Yeah, he's like trying to suffocate him. He's
0: like Willie Wonka. There's the guy who wanted, who offered to steal your candy. He wants me to sell you the gobstopper. He's <laughs> like what? And he sees him. He's like oh geez, it's like Johnson from accounting. And like he starts running. He's like come on, like that guy's trying to steal from you. He's, he's like, like oh, no. well, we gotta get him. <laughs> yeah, and he's like running with Charlie and like they catch him and they like <laughs> Charlie's holding him down. He's like punch him, punch him, Willie Walker Charlie's <laughs> and, like biting him in the face. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like really one like because I got a tear and he's like, he's like I'm just so like punching him. <laughs> or what if he came in <laughs> he goes like, you know, the whole like a weird world and all that stuff. And then he's like, you won, Charlie, you won. And he's like, well, what about uh, Slugworth? And like, he like he's like, wait, you mean this guy? And like, he like leans in. And he's
1: like, hi. And also Mike Tyson's like, help. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Mike Tyson? He's like, I was here the whole time.
1: Or <laughs> he's like, uh, instead of... um. With the whole thing, like, instead of Slugworth coming to the kids and asking them, like, if they can get on the Everlasting Golf Supper, they go around the corner and Mike Tyson punches them and yeah. grabs, grabs their ticket. <laughs> <laughs> like, by the time it's time to go in the pastures, Mike Tyson with five tickets. <clears throat> <laughs> He's <laughs> like, where's the
0: winners? He's like, I'm the winners.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm on five tours. <laughs> <laughs> Just start it back at the beginning. Yeah. Like, ugh not how this works. <laughs> better be how it works. He's like, I tell you how it works. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to keep those ears. <laughs> That's his
0: only threat. Like, he never <laughs> mentions, like, his he's all like, his Golden Glove awards or anything. He's
1: like, I'm not going to bite him off right now because I need leverage for later. Yeah. <laughs> like, once I bite your ears off, it's done. Like Yeah,
0: then you're not going to fear me anymore. He's like. <laughs> 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 once I bite your ears you're off, already not I have gonna no happen. way of hurting you. <laughs>
1: You're like a lizard man. <laughs>
0: He's like, well, what about your ability to like literally like punch through doors?
1: He's like, what? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Those mean, days are over. <laughs> He's like what same. your ear
0: days are. It's not the same as an earbite. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but don't get me wrong, really, I mean, I am going to bite your ears off. <laughs> this is how long you get to keep them. <laughs> it's up to you. Um, yeah, so uh, Slugworth and then... Um, that oh, the other thing I wanted I, I uh, saw an interview with Gene Wilder, and I always thought it was um, it was kind of cool because I never really got the whole, I don't know, the whole flip when, you know, he comes out and all the kids are standing there, and they're waiting to get in, and the one comes walking out, and then, like, when he gets to the other thing, he does a flip. Oh, yeah. And, At first,
1: he looks really frail.
0: Right. Like, I never really understood that on, like, multiple levels. Like, one like, why would it matter that he's in a cane? Because uh, apparently no one's seen this guy in at least 20 years or something. Mm-hmm. So he's walking out with a cane, and, like, everyone's, like, so, like, oh, he's got a cane in there. It's like, yeah. okay, well, <laughs> people have canes. Like, you know, you don't know. Maybe he's been locked up because he was in a car accident or something. Or yeah. maybe he's, like, way older than you thought he was. Or, you know, there's a number of other things. But it was weird to me how everyone was, like, so, like, blown away that he was, like, on a, on a cane. And then he walks up, and then um, – when he does it he like stands there for a minute and then he rolls forward mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh and like all the festivities continue <laughs> again it's yeah. like wait why because he's not crippled all of a sudden now that's like time for celebration that's yeah, true and then also i always thought it was weird too like how uh, i mean obviously it was planned because he had the you know there must have been a spot in the ground or something where he left his cane mm-hmm. and like he stepped away from it and i always thought then the cane stood there oh, and yeah. i was like that yeah. is so cool but um the main thing about it, when i saw the gene water interview um when he said that the director wasn't really, the direct, that was his idea. And the director was mm-hmm. like, yeah, the, you know, I'm not worried about like having him do a, a front roll in front of the audience or something. So that doesn't make any sense. And Jim Wilder said, well, no. He said, the point is, is that he comes walking up and he looks like he's, you know, he's got a cane. He looks like he's either like crippled or old or handicapped or something. Mm-hmm. Then he does that flip and jumps up. And now you know that he wasn't. And he said, so from that moment on, the audience is never going to be able to trust him. Mm-hmm. You'll, that's the, his introduction to you. The first thing he ever does is a lie. So from that moment on, as a viewer, you're never going to know if what he's, if you can trust him again, which I thought was like a really cool concept.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It it kind of, it it seems very in keeping with the character and it's it, like, I, I guess without that, without that scene, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't lead into everything else that happens in the movie in quite the same way. Yeah. Right, if it weren't for that. Yeah.
0: That was like the idea of, of them sitting around having that conversation and him, mm-hmm. Gene Wilder actually having that idea that like, you know, you'd you don't necessarily make the character into a liar, but you establish from the very beginning, from the first time you see seen him, you establish that this is not someone you can trust. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that
1: unpredictability
0: He's the good guy, I guess, but at the same time also like, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. not. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I didn't necessarily, just, uh, start off with the intention of being a Charlie and chocolate factory episode, but I guess that ended up being our Charlie and chocolate factory episode. <laughs>
1: I'd say it worked out. <laughs> um, Cool.
0: Well, um, guys, thanks as always for joining us. Uh, Andy, is there anything else you want to add to the, to the whole Willy
1: Wonka mythos or anything? Um, I th- I'd say we covered that pretty well. I mean, we kind of went in some unexpected directions, but <laughs> <laughs> covered, covered it pretty well. Yeah. Um, cool.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, don't forget to Visit us at and uh, You'll find links to all of our um, YouTube channels and all of our uh, social medias. Give us a call at the Turtle War Hotline, 646-926-6211. Talk about um, anything. Talk about Childhood Chocolate Factory. Um, call and just talk to talk. Uh, leave us a message. It'll be awesome. And maybe we might play your voicemail here on the show. Uh, other than that,
1: we'll get you guys next time. And remember, listening to the Total War Podcast is half the battle. The rest of your life is the other half. Peace out, people.